cards back there that you can fill out. And all you got to do is just sign your name and sign the person's name that we're praying for and drop them back in those baskets and we will mail those out. And one, one key person on this list, not that everyone's not key, everyone is key, but key to, to me, is Miss Bobby down at the bottom, my secretary. Um, had an accident yesterday moving dirt for some reason. I don't know what in the world she was doing. And broke her arm. And her right arm. So I have, uh, we have uh, blessed an, an adios to staff member uh, this week. And now I've lost my secretary. So the Lord's trying to say something to me, I believe. But please be praying for Miss Bobby. She came in a little bit today. And they had to set it today. And it was a pretty painful uh painful time this afternoon and um so uh if you can just do i need backup probably so uh (laughs) me and pastor steven our heads are spinning answering phone calls and elizabeth's come up and worked a few hours and we're uh but we're handling it it's 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 been a great week it's been a great week i don't uh, i'm not saying because miss bobby broke her arm but it's been a it's been a good week uh, but be, please be praying for her. <laughs> it's been a good week. God's good. And he's just as much on the throne right now as he was last week, as he was 100 years ago, as he was 1,000 years ago. He's still in full control. So, what we've been talking about on Wednesday nights. Surrender. Surrender, a worshiping heart, and the the center of a worshiping heart is surrender. And um, I kind of like throwing those scriptures up first to kind of try to get our, you know, it's hard to get your minds right. You come into church and all of a sudden we start singing and, you know, you're, you're still dealing with the things of the world. And if we can try our best to come in here first thing and get right with God. Can you imagine a group of 100 people coming in here and repenting, coming clean, and, and desiring to ascend the hill of the Lord? Because we will do that. And we were attempting, and I feel like we were relatively successful in doing that tonight. Uh, I'm telling you, we're, we're going, church. We're, uh, I don't know if you've noticed in the last two weeks, we are... You are really making steps toward the throne. And I want to encourage you because that's where I desire to go is to the throne. That's where I desire this church to go. Again, this has been our uh, foundation of, our, of this series. Give yourselves to God. Surrender your whole being to him to be used for righteous purposes. Are we to be used? Yes. Is God using us? Yes. Are we here to be worked through? Yes, it's not about us. It's for us to be used for him. To do what? To do righteous purposes, for righteous purposes. Offer yourself a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and to pleasing him. This is the true worship that you should offer. That does not get old with me. Dedicated to him and to pleasing him. Dedicating to serving him and to pleasing him. That is the worship that I am to offer. True worship, bringing God pleasure. And we bring God pleasure when we give ourselves completely to him. And offering ourselves to God is what worship is all about. 
It's not about songs. It's not about drums. It's not about a beat. It's about you giving yourself to Him. And exalting Him. And your focus becoming all on the Father. Jesus came to give us access back to the Father. Did you know that? Jesus came to make a way for us back to the Father before we had been separated. Sin had separated us. Our desire is to please Him. So, it's going to get a little better tonight. We've been studying the word surrender. We've been looking at kind of what it means. Tonight we're going to look at what are the blessings of surrender? What's the benefit? I'm sorry, say it. Amen. What's the benefit? God gives the benefits. Do you remember I said God has good benefits? You don't know that. I think it's Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He has good benefits. Let's go ahead and look at it again. I love it. It's something you need to be able to quote. When you get a, a report that says you're sick, we give the, we give the world a, a different report. We give a kingdom report back. Anybody with me? When I get a report that I'm sick or somebody in my family is sick, what does the word say? It says, for me to bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That is me fighting my flesh, telling myself, I have to do this. My flesh doesn't want to do it, but do it anyway. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You do it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, inside that scripture, if you can pull it out, it basically says he'll work everything out for you for good. Do you see that? That scripture, uh, Romans eight twenty eight, is confirmed here in Psalm 103. When we give ourselves to God, he takes care of it all. Amen. That was good. Blessing of, of surrender. The Bible is very clear about how we benefit when we worship God through surrender. One of them is the struggle ends and we experience peace. Job 22. Come on. Job twenty two twenty one. Stop quarreling with God. If you agree with him, you will have peace at last and things will go well for you. It's a good one for me every now and then to stop quarreling with God. You begin to, the next benefit, you begin to really live the life that God intended. Mark 8, 35 says, only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. If you're lost and, and you would like to catch up, you can go to the website and download the podcast or you can get the CDs because I feel like I'm, I probably didn't review enough, but I've been reviewing this whole, I keep going over the same things every, every Wednesday night. Another benefit, you are set free, liberated from self-preoccupation in Romans 6, verse 16. Offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. 
All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. And also, God is able to use you in great ways. Why did God choose Mary, of all women, to be the mother of Jesus? Because she was totally surrendered to God. When the angel explained this plan, can you imagine this little teenager hearing this, knowing what she was going to have to walk through, knowing what attacks were going to come at her? What'd she say? She said in Luke 1, 38, I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. I would like to be found like that. Nothing is more powerful than a surrendered life in the hands of God. And finally, God can trust. He can trust you with his power. When you are surrendered to God, he can trust you with his power. This whole paradox of surrender is that it produces power and victory. You would think just the opposite. You would think it's going to make you weak. It's going to make you subordinate. But it's just the opposite. The paradox of, of God's kingdom versus our worldly kingdom. The thing is, the thing we don't see is, our worldly kingdom is the one that's messed up. Not what the Word of God's telling us. But because we've been so programmed to think one way, when we hear the truth, it doesn't make sense. Surrender brings power and victory. Stubborn temptations and overwhelming problems can be defeated by Christ when given to Him. You know, as Joshua approached his biggest battle, he encountered God, and he fell and worshipped before Him. And what did he do? He surrendered his plans. The surrender led to a stunning victory at Jericho. Surrender doesn't weaken you, it strengthens you. Surrendered to God, you don't have to fear or surrender to anything else. And let me tell you, God's a lot better to surrender to than any other option. You go and surrender to the world, you're in trouble. You go and surrender to an addiction, you're in all kinds of trouble. But when we surrender to God, we don't have to surrender to anyone else. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, said, The greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. That's big. Um, And I, I want you to realize something. You know, on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about change and how God has a part and we have a part. You know, with, with uh, Joshua and Jericho, God delivered them, right? But Joshua had to march. And he had to do it more than once. He had to do it all week. And couldn't talk. 
And then he had to shout and blow the trumpet. If that wasn't enough, then they had to do something else. We have a part to play. And we can't just pray, God, help, you know, just make me surrender. No, you have to choose. God's desiring you to choose. It, it is a choice that I have every single day whether I'm going to go God's way or my way. And God wants me to choose Him. Choose blessings or curses. Do you know what's what it says? Choose. You've got to choose. So I want you to realize going out of here that it's not just, oh yes, Lord, do that in me. No, you've got to walk. You've got to start walking. And you've got to get out here and you've got to you got to think when, it, when, a, when a situation comes at you, I've got to make a decision right here. What's the right decision? And make it, regardless of what it costs you. Let God deal with the details of how you're going to get to the next decision. God, I know this is the right thing, but it's going to kill me. I'm going to do the right thing, and God, it's going it's to have to be in your hands. Does that sound too simple? You are going to walk out of here tonight and have a decision to make before you go to bed. And you're going to have to choose. The Lord is ready and willing to help you. But he's desiring you to move toward him. Again, I've used this example every, all the time is the prodigal son. The prodigal son had to make a decision and then he had to get up out of the pig pen and walk out. God didn't come take a chariot and swoop him out of there and take him back home. He had to put down the, the corn cob he was eating with the pigs and walk out. You're going to have to get up and walk out of here tonight. And I encourage you, let that walk be towards surrendering to God. We just read, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We wish we could just take a pill or, or go through a 10 step program. You know a 10 step program is probably not, not that bad of a deal. If, you got, if you're on the right program. But it's not an instant thing. How many knows that when you invest your money in something, you have to wait for the return? It doesn't just, in, in most cases, shoot out the roof. You've got to wait. But the paradox of victory, the paradox of uh, surrender is power and victory. Okay, so why? Surrender. I want to give you some scriptures on why we should surrender. Number one, because we belong to our Creator and God has a right to direct our life. Romans 14, 7. It says, We are not our own bosses to live or die as we ourselves might choose. We think we are, but we're not. We must acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to Him. Next, why surrender? Because Christ bought you with His sacrifice. 2 Corinthians 5, He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised 
again. When you surrender to Christ, you fulfill the purpose that he died for. You fulfill the very purpose he died for. Not just to save you from hell, but to also save you from yourself. From self-centeredness. We Christians do not live for ourselves, but for our Savior. Romans six nineteen says, At one time you surrendered yourselves entirely as slaves to impurity and wickedness for wickedness purposes. In the same way, you must now surrender yourselves entirely as slaves of righteousness for holy purposes. Why surrender? Because God modeled it first. He took, his, he, took, he took the initiative, surrendering Jesus for our benefit. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son. Our surrender is the only reasonable response to that kind of love. You cannot love Christ without surrendering to him. Philippians 2 Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. He did not demand and cling to his rights. He made himself nothing. Everybody surrenders to something or someone in life. If it's not God, you'll surrender to popular opinion, you'll surrender to money, you'll surrender to resentment or fear or your own pride or lust or ego. We were created to worship something. We were created to worship God. That's why we have such a desire to worship something and we can't find the right thing to worship. We were created to worship And when we fail to worship God, we create gods or idols to surrender ourselves to. E. Stanley Jones said, if you don't surrender to Christ, you surrender to chaos. You are free to choose whatever you want. But you are not free from the consequences of those choices. And I would encourage you tonight. Try again. I said last Wednesday night, just go out of here and just try to make one step towards surrender. I hope you've done that. And I'm going to ask you to take the next step. Take another step in surrendering your life to him. Get in the word. Get some praise and worship music to listen to if you're having a problem. I I struggled uh, in my youth listening to the wrong kind of music. And it really impacted me. And when I could start listening to the right type of music, it kind of shut, a, it kind of shut the demonic activity from that era of my life off it shut it off and it started filling my life with something else it started filling my life you know what praise and worship music is it is scripture being sung so how can that not have impact on you it has to it has to make a change let me encourage you don't go out of here without changing You are going to change one way or the other. There is no sitting on the fence. You know what God says about sitting on the fence. That's lukewarm. Vomit you out. Be hot or cold. As I say all the time, do something. 
but do something for God. I want you to commit yourself tonight just to turn yourself one more step toward the Lord. Maybe it means just getting up in the morning before you go to work and reading for 10 minutes. Or maybe praying together. Me and my wife, she's desiring for us to pray more together. And I need to commit to that. You'd think as a pastor, I'd pray. You know, there was one of Pastor Matt's old pastors. Uh, somebody came up to one of the worship leaders and just said to, said to the wife of the worship leader, how does it feel to live with somebody that just praises the Lord 24-7? She goes, well, I wouldn't know. You know, you think, this being my job, this is all I do. It's, it's hard. I've got to make sure that I take time. And I'm, I commit to that. You can hold me to that. I can't tell you how much, but I will try to. I will take that one step. I can see her like, ba- Baby steps, baby steps. No. You know what? It's for my benefit. It's going to cost me something, but I'm going to get something. You know, the funny thing is, you're going to get something from it. And you know, if you take that step, we're going to get something from it. Our community is going to get something from it. Our nation is going to get something from it. Your kids are going to get something from it. It is, it is a transformation of not just you, but it, it can't stop. When I, when I take a step toward God, so many things can happen that God can do. God can, God can do so many things with one little move of ours. I would encourage you. Commit, commit to the Lord. Do something. Make a step. Make, do something this week. Do something tonight. Amen. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I do just ask you to help me to choose to make the right decisions. Lord, over this church body that we would make the right decisions and that we would start to desire to do the right thing. And Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and that we would move in that. That we would start to take action. Lord, that we would take action in our salvation, Lord. I just ask you to help us. Lord, I thank you for worship, and I just thank you for where you're trying to take us. And I just ask you, Lord, that we would come boldly into your throne room. That this church would be known as a church that desires your presence and comes into your presence. Lord, that this would be a church that would quickly repent and come clean before you. And access the blood of Jesus regularly, Lord. That we would... That we would would come for you, Jesus, and we would acknowledge what you've done, and we would acknowledge the power that you have over sin, and we would allow that to work in us. Now, Lord, I just pray for each and every one here tonight to have a great week. Many uh, many uh, people here tonight are facing many difficult things. But, Lord, your word says that you work all things for good. For those that love you and that are called to your holy purpose, we are all called and we are all going to try to make a step toward that eternal purpose and lord you're going to have to work out the details for us because we can't handle it and praise god we're not called to handle it we're called to let you handle it even though we have to do the walking you're responsible for the results let us surrender to you again lord i just lift up all these that are sick on this list lord eric